Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. What I love so much about this group, it's accountability for yourself. Like, oh my gosh, the call's about to start. I need to get on. It like forces you to have a deadline. It forces you to show up. So whether you show up with a notebook and your camera on and you're doing nothing besides listening to this, or you're driving kids to school, or you're working, or you're working out, or you're doing stuff for your business showing up and listening is just accountability for you. Like I got up and I put my mind in the right place because when we wake up, our mind's like all over the place. Like, okay, what do I have to do today? Oh yeah. The kids had that. Oh, don't forget this. Oh, what's tonight. Oh my gosh. What am I going to do for dinner? Oh, I didn't even grocery shop. I have this big meeting. I have to call my mom. I have like, we're instantly just in like mom mode. Like it doesn't matter if your kids are babies or your kids are 40, or like you're a woman, even if you don't have any children you birth, you still wake up and that's just how women are designed. Like we're just naturally designed like this. So you have to put your mind where it needs to go. Um, We have the recording because obviously 9.15 a.m. Eastern doesn't work for everyone's schedule. Some people, it works at 10, 11. Um, Being on live is intimidating at first. Like Becca, I get that, especially because you don't really know what to expect. So I am just a naturally anxious person um, in like social settings too. And so I just need like all the details before I show up, before I put myself out there. So the reason why we record the video and put the video up on YouTube is so that people can see like what a live call is like. Because I feel like when you listen to a podcast, you're like, I wonder like really what this is like. I wonder like how many people are on. I wonder like how, like, do I have to say anything? Do I get like called out? So that's why we put them on there is so that you can see for all the other fellow anxious people, (laughs) they can see um, and go check them out and see what they're like. But the reason why we have to wake up and put our mind in the right spot is because we have so many distractions and so many things that we're combating every single day. And the reason why we keep talking about the same things over and over and over again, just in different ways, every single time we do a call is because the examples change. We go through different things, but they're the underlying the same type of problem that we're trying to combat, like raising kids. Like you might get a call from school because your kids were bad or they, the cops called you or like you have all these different things that could have happened with your kids, but it's still like trying to teach your kid right from wrong, giving them some sort of consequence for messing up and trying to teach them like what it is that they did and get them to not do that, that anymore. Like it's our job to raise these humans. And so you have to keep saying the same thing over and over. And so with us, one thing I realized is like, we're all trying to get out of the valley, like but you can't do anything until you're out of the valley. Like you can't be the mom that you're supposed to be. You can't be the wife you're supposed to be. You can't be the friend you're supposed to be. You can't have the love that you're supposed to have for yourself until you get out. You have to get out so that you can then go live your life how God intended you to live. Like, like this big, huge life. Like the Bible says we can't even fathom it. Like God has, he doesn't, I remember thinking like when I was younger, I was a teenager and my mom was like, well, no, because that's what the Bible says. Like, you're not supposed to drink because you can't go out and be a drunkard and would like try to say things like easy for you to say you weren't a Christian when you were a teenager, you didn't become a Christian until you were 30. So what now I get like gypped out of my teenage years because like you're a Christian and it's against the Bible, like lucky you. And I remember feeling this like restriction, like I didn't, I don't get to do the things you did. I don't get to go have fun like the world. And I always felt like God was like jipping me. Like, like I was just like, had this party lifestyle, these friends, all this stuff that I wanted to be a part of, but felt like God was holding it back from me. And then 
when I got older and I got a little wiser with time, I realized that those are the things actually that aren't the good things for you. Just like, you know, your own kids. If you have kids, you're like, no, I know what's best for you. Like staying up until midnight playing Fortnite on a school night is not what's best for you. So I know you hate me and you're mad and you think this is stupid, but I know what's best for you. And it's the same thing with God, our father, who does this for us. Like he knows like, nope, mm -mm, nope, that friendship is not good for you. That is not good for you. But our own fleshly desires are like, yes, it is. Like I need to be with this group of people or I need to be at this job. Or if I could just hit this rank and make this much money, I would be so cool. And like, everyone would finally like me. So you find yourself like in this circle of people that you were never supposed to be with getting something from them that you're not actually really receiving. You think you are it's smoke and mirrors. You think like, Oh, I'm going to feel so good because people are finally going to approve of me. They're finally going to like me. But when you get there, you realize that this, that isn't even true. You still don't feel fulfilled. You still don't feel like you have the approval of others, even though you have people surrounding you, praising you saying how much they love you. You still have that hole that is like a gap in your soul, like waiting to be filled. And the world says that that can be filled by money, status, uh, where you live, your house, your car, you drive, the things you own, uh, the way your kids are, the business you're in. But God says that it's in him. And when I, like, I just started, some of you know this, but I just started reading my Bible. Like, this is something that I've never done. I read like scriptures in church, obviously, like being in church, but I never like sat down and read it because it, to me, it didn't make any sense. I was like, what is even the point of reading this? Like, like the names are like this long and it's like, thou art will like, I'm like, okay, I don't know this. So I would just close it. Well, what I found was that there's a lot of different versions of the Bible. Like when time goes on, they'll like update the Bible into like nowadays talk. <laughs> so it's really easy to understand the version that I recommend. I've had a few people ask me this. So I want to say it on here so more people can hear it. But the version I recommend is the NLT version, the New Living Translation, NLT. Now, it doesn't mean that all the other ones are bad. You could have King James Version. You can have a lot of the Bibles that I have are the um, NIV, the New International Version. Um, but the New Living Translation, NLT, is the best one with like easy to understand the words. Also, this is super helpful. I wish someone would have told me this when I started, but the Bible is actually not in order of the way that things happened. Yes, it starts with Genesis and it ends with Revelation, which is like the beginning and the end, but everything in the middle is like jumbled. And so they have chronological Bibles. So you can go on Amazon, type in NLT chronological Bible, and there's one on there for like 30 bucks. And you could get like a fancier one with like study notes at the bottom. The one I have is like 65, but my grandma actually found the paper, like the $30 one and it's large print. And when I looked at it, I was like, oh, I want this. Like it totally was like a, like a real novel, like a chapter book, like, like just so easy to like read through, like from beginning to the end. And when, when I started learning things in here that God said that will happen. I like all I kept saying is no wonder why I felt so terrible. It's all right here. Like it is literally all right here. Like if you try to find your freedom and fulfillment and anything else, but God, you will not find it. And I'm like, duh. I like wish I would have known this when I was like trying to earn my uh, 500,000 ring at my last company. Like what, like, what am I doing? Like reading all of these things. It says like, if you worship man, if you worship these things on this earth, if you are distracted, if you are busy, if you are disobedient, if you're not doing the things that we're supposed to do, not only is it the things that we're not supposed to do, like murder, cheat, steal, lie, you know, these things that we know, like, okay, like don't cheat on my husband. It's against the Bible. Okay. Don't get wasted and make a fool of myself. It's against the Bible. Like these things that we're not supposed to do, 
but I feel like nobody really talks about all the things we're supposed to do. Like not only the, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like me being a teenager, like don't drink, don't smoke. Don't, don't drive with your friends crazy. Don't listen to that music. Don't watch that movie. Don't wear that outfit. Like it was just all like, stop, 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 stop. But there was no like, do this instead. Here, let me model it for you and show you what this is like the fruits of living this life. I always just kind of thought that you can try your hardest to do what you're supposed to. And like, in the end, like, we'll just see what happens. <laughs> like, like, we'll just see what kind of life we get. Like we have kids. Okay. I'm just going to do my best to raise them. And like, hopefully like, you know, nobody goes crazy. Like we're like, here we go. Teenage years. Like I'm hoping this is going to be it. But what I actually found out, and this is like the most freeing thing ever that I like literally have ever found out that it's not if it's when, like, if you live this way, you will be successful. If you teach your kids how the Bible says to your kids will stay connected to God and do his work and know their identity. If you try to have this better life with God, not your own spirit, but you're like, I need to do this with you because I can't do this on my own. Like help me out of this valley, help me out. You will get out. I was talking to a girl yesterday on Instagram and she was talking about, she was sharing her story with me. I have a, when you go to message me on Instagram, there's a couple frequently asked questions that you can click on. And then, um, I obviously like I get that question so I can respond back. And it's really great. If you have a business or a brand on Instagram, you should set this up because you type in your reply and you save it. And then every time someone asks you that question, it automatically sends them their response. And it's through Instagram and it's completely free. So I think it's like in your settings and then something like on creator and it's in there, but you can put any of those questions up there, whatever they are, like, you know, really think about it. And so one of them on there is I have, I'm at rock bottom. What do I even do first? And then I have a response because this is a message I get from so many people. Like I am in the deepest valley of my life. I am so miserable. I cannot keep doing this. Tell me what to do and I will do it, please. Like I'm desperate. And I know that you're desperate because I was desperate because I was messaging people like that because I was on my knees begging for God to say like, how you have to help me. I am miserable. And when I said those words out loud to my husband for the very first time, it was the realization of, I have physically everything that I have ever wanted. Why do I feel so like this was supposed to go away. This feeling of like needing more was supposed to go away when I achieved more. This feeling of like, I need to feel accepted. I, I need to be, I need to be this like leader and, and I have people depending on me. Like that feeling didn't go away when I achieved that. I still had that feeling. And so when I said it out loud is when I actually realized, wait a second, what is, what is going on with me? Why do I feel so terrible? And I wanted my life to end. I hated my life. I just kept saying, I hate this life. I hate this life. I hate it. And, and on the outside, I have four kids. They're all healthy. That alone right there is like shout from the rooftops and praise God. No one in my house is sick. We are all healthy. We are a family that is together. Like just so that we have a roof over our heads. We have our bills paid. We're not in fear of our own safety. Like these essential things that we feel essential, but the majority of the world aren't experiencing them. Like the majority of the world is not safe in their home. Like they have to be watching out the window as someone coming, take cover, look at everything that's happening in Ukraine right now. I mean, just, just the fact that we can walk down the street or take our kids to the park right now is a luxury, but how depression works and how the Valley works is it's not based on your circumstances and you can't see like, okay, Taryn, snap out of it. Let's make a gratitude list. 
Like things are good. It doesn't matter if you're a millionaire. It doesn't matter if you're the most famous person in the world. It doesn't matter if you have the best husband, the best car, the best kids, you look the best. You're, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. Look at these celebrities that end their lives because they can't do it. They're in the valley of the deepest, darkest hole of depression and the devil just has a grip on them. They can't see things. They can't hear things. You just can't change it around. You cannot do it in your own strength. So what I learned was in the beginning when I started this was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna try. Like this probably won't even work, but I just, I have to do something. It was out of desperation. So realizing that desperation is a gift is really great. Like when you hit rock bottom and you realize it, not just like you hit there and you're stuck down there, you realize you're at rock bottom because you can see other people. Like if you have people in your life that battle with addiction, you can see through them. Like you, you know, you're like, dude, I know you're high right now. Or like, I know, I know what you're doing. Like, I know that your life isn't what you say, because I can see what's happening. Like I I'm, you're not fooling me or people that are just at the bottom, but they don't know it yet. And you feel like they're at rock bottom. Like this is not good. Like they are way worse than they think. Well, they're not at their deepest until they believe that they're at their deepest. And when they believe that they're at their deepest and they acknowledge it, that is when healing can begin. So pray for people to hit rock bottom faster so that they can come back out and they can turn to God and they can actually get back out. I would pray all the time for people in my life that were battling with addiction for them to get better, God, help them get better, just heal them. But actually like, think about it. Like when we're, when we have kids, like we're trying to teach our kids how to spend money wisely. It's not like praying like, God, help them just to have more money and just to be able to buy more things they want. No, we're like, um, God, help them fall flat on their face and learn that they can't keep spending money like this right now. Because if they learn it now when they're 15, they won't do it when they're 35. So like the only time that you can actually grow in our, like the only time we actually grow is when there's all this tension and it's like, okay, now we have to grow. We have to change because there's nowhere else to go. Hi, Alicia, by the way, uh, there's nowhere else to grow. So you have to go up. So being desperate is amazing because you're like, okay, this is step one. Like I'm getting out of this thing. Like, I, but realizing that this, once you're desperate and you ask God to help you out of the Valley, it's not like maybe you'll get out. This stuff is a for sure. And I think that's what I love so much about it is that it's not like, okay, I want to make six figures in my business. What do I do? And I can tell you all these things to do. And then it like, doesn't work. Like I can't say for sure. And these gurus on Instagram that say like, for sure, how to grow your account for sure, how to get more likes for sure, how to get more followers, like enroll in my 14 day challenge. And you'll for sure do this. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Are they giving you tangible things to do? Yeah. Do they have good intentions? Of course, but it's not a guarantee. It's, you could do all those things and not have success. And I was talking to this guy who has this like Instagram automation software that I use. Um, and he like automatically will DM people for me. Like their software will like send um, DMs to new followers and interact with some people based on like what I tell it to do. And so I was just kind of talking to him about the software and stuff. And I said, you know, it's so interesting. All these gurus on Instagram say that like their way is the only way. Like you have to do like this type of engagement. You have to post it these times or just have fun with it. And like, they're saying all these things to do. And I'm like, how come, you know, they're telling people how to grow on Instagram and they're growing like crazy. So obviously we want to listen to them. They're proving that they're growing their accounts. And he said, what they're doing right now, they are the most highly sought after video right now on Instagram is someone teaching you how to monetize on Instagram, how to teaching, how to teach you how to post, how to make a bigger impact, how to get a bigger pool of followers. That is the most sought after video right now because everyone wants to learn how to do this. So they're, 
they're like, he, he said, they're like selling water in the desert. And there's an unlimited amount of people in the desert that are like, I want it. I want it. Yes, I want it. I want that. I want that. I want that. Because no one's ever learned that. No one's ever had that. So the reason why their account is growing so crazy fast, like a million followers in three months or, you know, all these things that they show, it's not because of their actual tactics. It's because of the industry that they're in. So if you're trying to grow your brand with special needs children, or you're trying to grow your brand of a scrapbooking company or an apparel brand or all these different things that we try to do, it's, it's not going to grow as fast as they have it growing because you're in a different industry. And I wish that they would talk about that because what it does is it makes us feel like our account isn't good enough. We're not doing things well enough. It's not working for us. We're not growing enough. And that makes us feel bad. And then we start looking at Instagram, like you can, you can have stress and you can be mentally drained and in a hard spot, just trying to build on Instagram, being in the social media realm is exhausting. It's tiring. It's, it's tough. It's really, really tough. And so it doesn't matter if you're in a corporate job or you work for yourself, like when you're trying to grow and build something, there's these steps that are necessary to get to where you want to be. The first step is realizing you're in the valley and then saying, okay, I need to get out. The next steps of doing them, I wanted to talk about time, T-I-M-E. And I was in my Bible this morning and this thought came in my head. So it's from God, like Terry said yesterday, she's like, I have the best idea. Well, no, it wasn't my idea. I can't take credit for it. (laughs) I was like, was it God's idea? She's like, yes. He just like told me this. And I was like, Wow. And that's exactly how it works. Like you just get that. You're like, that's oh, T-I-M-E. Like, okay. Like it's just, it comes like, it's so crazy. And the more you are available and the, the stiller you are, the less distracted you are, the more that you'll hear this, the more these awesome ideas will come into your mind. But if you're like super busy and you're just like hustle, 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 trying to do everything in your own strength, trying to force it all to happen. It won't happen because you're trying to force it. And so you don't want to force it. But so realizing that we're in the Valley and being like, okay, we're, we're here and I need to get out. Like, what do I do next? The very next thing that you're going to want to do is you're going to want to spend time with God. So a lot of my posts and things I post on Instagram is like, slow down, be still, don't be distracted. Listen from God put yourself in a place where you're not stressed out. And it's like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? How do I actually put this into practice? And I read a lot of people's posts where they'll say things and they like say everything, but actually how to do it. I'm like, okay, cool. How do I do that though? Like, like mom's talking about gentle parenting and like saying, I'm like, okay, but how do you do it? Like it's real time. Like show me a reel where your kid's like saying something super sassy and what you say and respond back. Like, I need like real examples to learn this. So spend time with God. So the T stands for 30 minutes. 30 minutes is all you need to start with. Don't ever like, you know, and even if you had like this morning, I had 10 minutes. Don't feel like I only have 10 minutes. Now I'm not doing it. Like 30 minutes is the goal. Okay. This is the goal, but like anything is better than nothing. Keep that in your mind. This isn't the perfect. This is perfect. So if you're um, a perfectionist on the Enneagram, if you're an Enneagram one, or if you just have perfection, like in your soul somewhere where you're like, it has to be perfect. Remember that done beats perfect every single time. So it doesn't matter. Just like, think of like brushing your teeth. Like if you don't have time to brush your teeth the right way, would you just take five seconds over no seconds? Yes. Like if someone was like, I will give you five seconds to brush your teeth you would do it. You'd be like, I don't care. Five seconds is better than nothing. Like it is better than nothing. And with God, sometimes when I have those 10 minutes, like this morning, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. I like, that's a wrap. I already know what I'm talking about. Like, I thank you, God. Like this was so great. So sometimes those quick minutes, you don't have a lot to put inside your brain. So you're like thinking and mulling over like a small amount. So sometimes those are better, but so 30 minutes is what you should start with. So that's the T. The I is intimate. 
intimate is time with you and God. So not you, God, and Pastor Stephen Furtick, not you, God, and Pastor Michael Todd, not you, God, and Priscilla Shire, or you, God, and the people on Instagram that are Christian influencers. It's you and God. Think about sitting down, having coffee or tea or breakfast with God versus if it was God and Pastor Michael Todd. If you went to breakfast with three people, it's different than going with two people. You don't want to know what Pastor Michael Todd is learning about God. You want to be learning about God. It's not enough to just listen to the wake up podcast of, okay, I listened. I got it. It's in my head. Let's go. You're not trying to spend time with God. You're just listening about my relationship with God. You need a relationship with God because when you experience God, that's when you 100% believe. Like when I used to sell health products, it was always told like, take the products yourself because if you don't, you're never going to be able to sell them just trying to tell people what you heard. You need to have that personal conviction of this changed my life. I used to be a tired mom. Now I'm not. Look at me. Like you have to believe it. You have to experience God. And this isn't if, remember, this isn't like if you do this, maybe it will happen. This is, this will happen. You will experience God. You know, like when you have that feeling to call someone and then you call them and they're like, oh, I was just thinking about you. And you're like, oh, funny. Like we must have been like meaning to connect or you um, are learning about, let's say you start reading your chronological Bible. You start reading in Genesis about how things were created. And then all of a sudden you're listening to, I listen to Caleb radio all the time. It's on iHeartRadio. It's free. You don't have to like do anything to listen to it. I love it. And so you could be, and this happens to me a lot. I'm like reading this passage. Then I listen to Caleb radio later, randomly just driving to go pick my daughter up from school. And they talk about the exact scripture that I read in my Bible that morning. And I'm like, I just learned about this. That's crazy. Like, those are the things where God is like, yes, like, yes, you see, or you, um, there are, I learned this last spring, there are a lot of signs of animals and like in the Bible, like God talks about that. Like, and think, I think of the fairy tale, um, the Disney movie, Snow White, like she was a person who was present. She was open. She, and all these animals came to her and they were attracted, like her energy, like they felt safe, like they could be there. Animals know this. And so even just like things like that, like where you like animals, when animals come to me, I'm like, Oh, look, my energy must be good. Like they know that they're safe here. They know to come here. So yesterday or two days ago, when I was sitting here and this huge bird flew to my window and just flapped in the window and left, I'm like, like, I like felt the spirit. Like that is God. That is like show, obviously like the bird is not God, but like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, praise the birds. <laughs> like, obviously I know, but it's just little things like that where you're like, oh, or maybe you like always find um, butterflies or you always find dimes on the ground or you always find like things like that where you're like, oh, I always see this. Like, okay, like this is a breadcrumb. This is like what I'm noticing. And it's always there, but it's just what you're noticing. You know, that's a big part of it. So intimate time is just you and God so you can experience this. And what you'll do during this time is you can start by reading your chronological Bible. Now, if you don't, you don't have to read a chronological Bible, obviously. Um, but I recommend, I recommend listening to, there's a couple different, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those four books in the Bible are all the same story. They're just written by someone different. So it's a different perspective. So every time you read it, You'll like, oh, like, I, yeah, I remember this happening, but you'll see it like from a different point. And so that's really good to see everyone's perspectives. Okay. So you have those four and that's all the books about when Jesus was here on earth. And so that's really good to start there. So you can see like when he was here, what was he teaching people? What was he teaching us to do? What was he warning us? What was he saying is coming? And so you can learn all of that. Obviously, like before Christ came to earth, it's very important to learn about like when God created everything and 
what God did for people on the earth when they were disobedient, um, when they didn't obey him, when they didn't listen to him, like all of that stuff is a lot different. Um, but start reading in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So you can just start learning the story. You can even download a Bible app and it will read to you a free Bible app and it will read the Bible to you. So you can pick your voice and you can just listen to it in the car. Like, so don't tell me that you'll fall asleep if you read or that it's, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Like my eyes are bad. You, there's ways around this. And like I said earlier, there's large print Bibles that you can buy. So the T is 30 minutes. The I is intimate where you're reading. Now, when you're reading the scripture, it's not your job to digest, or I guess not your job, but your goal, your goal isn't to digest every single word and every single phrase and every single thing that you read. What you're doing, you should pray first that God helps you to understand what you're reading because the Bible says that if you don't know God, you won't understand his book. It's like written in secret code. Like if you don't know him, you will literally read it and be like, I have no idea what this says, but a believer is like, I get it. Because what you're doing is, and first, if you haven't accepted the Holy Spirit into your life, which is saying like, I cannot do this on my own. My flesh is weak. I can't make the right choices. The scripture says, I know what is good, but I cannot do it. Like, I, I know the things to do, but I'm just not doing it. I am not good enough. I am only made great through you. Take over my life. I surrender my life to you. It's yours. I can't do this anymore. This is for you. I will trust you. I believe in you. I believe you died for me. Take over. And you will literally start to have things happen to you that you just like cannot even explain. Like where you just have this overwhelming feeling of gratitude or joy or this, you just feel this like love from God or this grace and you'll just, it'll be so, you're like a new person. You're born again. You see things totally differently than you saw them before. You have the Holy Spirit inside you. So you literally see things through the eyes of God and you need to be connected to that spirit because if you're busy and you're hustling and you're trying to make your goals and you're trying to do your stuff but you're not listening to that spirit. That's why, like they say, like fill your cup. You need to have your cup filled, but you need to be connected to the spirit. That's what you need to do. So if you deny every single thing that your soul is craving and crying out for, your soul is like, we need this connection. We need something better. We can't be just like hustling and making all this money. Like, like we need something more, Taryn. Don't, don't like neglect me. Like I need, like, we need this, like, don't just, please don't just like love money and please don't just like love rewards. And like, we need more. And this is like that feeling where you are literally like longing for this, like you're like longing for this thing, but really it's God. You're like, I just feel like I'm made for something more. Like I'm just, you're like yearning for this thing. It's because that's how we were designed to like want to be with God, to want, like our souls were designed to like want to spend time with God, to be present with him, to experience him. But if we're not letting that happen and we're just like busy, like hustling, doing our life, stressing out, worrying about things, trying to do things on our own, like we're creating all of this stress that doesn't even need to be here because God says, give it to me. He says, oh, you're weak. You can't do it. Give it to me. I could do this all day. I can carry this all day. Throw it in the back. Let's go. Like, and we literally, because we're in control and because the devil tells us we don't need God, we can do it without him. You don't need him. You can do this on your own. You're going to get this rank. Oh, you're going to make so much money. It's going to feel so good. You're going to buy that car. You're going to show all those people. Look at me. I finally did it. Like that's what the devil tells us to do. And so it's so dumb that we actually hold on to all this crap for so long because we just don't have to. Like, we just don't have to like, okay, whatever. God's like, when you're ready to stop struggling, like, I guess I'll come and help you, but carry your bags yourself, go right ahead. And so when we finally like give that to God and can experience him, um, that's when things can start to happen in our life. But the reason why we even talk about that is because it's not about like, oh, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I don't know my calling. Like, what was I created for? You're never going to learn what you're created for if you do not spend time with the person who created you. 
to find out who he said you are, who he said you were created for, and then to remove all of the crap that everyone else lied to you about. Like, honestly, like you guys have probably heard the story about the eagle that fell out of the nest and was raised with a bunch of chickens. And he would do what chickens did. He would peck at the ground. He would roost at night. He would sit in his nest, wait, try to lay an egg, sit there, would do everything that the chickens did. And they would see all the eagles flying above. And he would say, man, I wish I could do that. That would be so cool if I could fly. Can you imagine if we could fly? That would be, that would be so cool. I wish I could fly. And the entire time he was designed to fly and to be an eagle, but he grew up with chickens who said he was a chicken. And so he just did what chickens did. This isn't that far off from our lives. Like you were raised in this house. These people told you who you were, their trauma and their baggage and their crap was on you. They didn't mean to do that. They didn't mean to mess you up. They didn't, they didn't mean to ruin your programming. Like they're just doing how they were raised. They're doing the best they can with what they have. And what they had might not have been a lot. And the best that they were might've been a little bit better than what they were raised in. And that might've been a little bit better than what they were raised in and what they were raised in and what they were raised in. But we're all just doing the best we can. So you might be the first one in your generation that's like enough. Like we're doing things God's way. My mom didn't do them that way. My dad didn't do them that way, but I'm going to do them that way. And I'm going to learn how to do it. So do it for them. You have to be surrounded by people who believe in you. And that's why we do these calls too. Is so you're surrounded in a community of people that believe that they were created for something better. They know they were created for something more and they're showing up to figure out what that is. So the M is mornings. So the M in time is mornings. And I don't want to be legalistic and say that it has to be in the morning or else, you know, God doesn't talk to you at night because obviously that's not true. And you can do this throughout your day and it can be done. But from personal experience, what I have found is if I try to have my intimate 30 minutes of time with God at 2.30 or at five o'clock or at 10 o'clock, it's not as good as it is in the morning. And even Jesus woke up and spent time with God before the sun came up. When he was here on this earth, that's the Bible talks about that, that he would wake up, he would go away from people. He would leave his house and he would go be in nature by himself with God before the sun came up. And so we learn a lot in our lives. If this is how Jesus lived when he was here, this is how we need to live. And so if he knew that I have a whole day ahead of me, there is a lot that can happen. There are a lot of miracles that can be done. There are a lot of people who need me. Help me to find them. Help me to know what to do. Give me the power. Give me the strength in you. Equip me for the day ahead. Lead me. I am your servant. Lead me. If there's someone who needs me, lead me to them. Speak to me. I am open. I am listening. Spending time reading God's word, what he says, that will help you be equipped for your day. It will help you set your intentions on what is important. And then if you read a scripture that talks about, okay, so for instance, what I read this morning, um, hold on, I have it. I was like, where it was John, he was first John. I sent it to my mom. It was first John verse three or chapter three, verse 18. And it says, dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. And I sent this to my mom because her and I were talking. My mom's a super strong Christian. I'm very, very lucky to be able to just call my mom and she can just speak truth to me. I can be like, what does the Bible say about this? She tells me it's great. So be that mom for your kids that you wish you had. So like your kids can be like, oh my gosh, mom, I totally messed up. I'm so stressed out. What do I do? And you're like, boom, here, biblical, biblical advice right here. So I sent this to her because we were talking about how when people don't believe and they're not Christians and how hard it is for us to tell you, nobody wants to be preached to. 
if you're not ready to hear and you're living for the world, you don't want to get on my podcast and listen to me say like, slow down and like, accept the spirit. People are like, no way. I'm trying to make a million dollars. Like, sorry, not going to hear it. If you're not ready to hear it, then I was, we were talking, we're like, it's so hard because like, we want people to have these better lives. We want them to feel better. We know that this is the answer that this will help them, but like, you can't preach at someone. You can't tell them things that they don't want to hear. Like, what can we do? And so when I read this, when you're reading, and this is what I was saying a little bit ago, then I kind of just like went on a rabbit trail, but what I was saying is that you're reading and it's not your goal to dissect every single thing. If you have received the Holy Spirit and you pray before you, you are spending time with God intimately and you're saying, speak to my soul, speak to me. And when you read things, there will be certain things that literally just like stand out to you that you read it and you're like, oh my gosh, because it, you relate it to something that's happening in your life. You relate it to, we were just talking about this. This is crazy. We just said this or something you're, that's happening with your kids. My mom and I have been talking because she, I, I wasn't, I wasn't raised up in God's word. Like she got me when I was a, I was 10 and then she didn't really know what she was doing. So like, we didn't, I like, I was a really, really, really rebellious teenager, like really rebellious, like real rebellious. And I just was like, Lord, please don't let me have rebellious kids. Like help me, like, do not let them do what I did. Like, please let them know their worth. Please let them just like know it and know their identity and don't go down my dark path and don't like, we want better for our kids than we had. You know, you screwed up with your relationship problems. You're like, please don't let them have these relationship problems. Like, please don't let them have this addiction. Please don't let them live this life. So, you know, I'm, I've been so obsessed with this talking to my mom lately. And so when I read this scripture, it stood out to me. He says, dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions that your ch you cannot teach your children about God. You cannot teach your children about love if you are not doing it yourself. If you're not learning about God and you're not learning about his love, you can't teach something you do not know. And also you can't just tell people rules and expect them to follow. If you're telling them, stop screaming at your brothers and sisters, but you turn around and you scream at their dad, they're like, don't care. I'm not, I'm not listening. They might think they are, but they're going to still keep screaming. And so if you want to change the way you are, which God can, God delivered me from being an angry mom. I was an angry mom. And I just thought that that's how it was going to be. I hated being an angry mom. I hated it when I was yelling and I was angry and I was so like on the inside, like just nasty energy. I would literally go in my room and be like, why am I like this? Like, why? I just want to be in a good mood. I just want to like love my kids. I want to like have a good day. I'm ruining it because of my attitude, because like, why am I doing this? Why am I snapping? And God delivered me from being an angry mom. So God can deliver you. The only reason why you're being angry is because you're being triggered. You're being triggered. There's a book actually called Triggers. Um, I don't know the author but it's directed to moms that are angry. So look it up. I think it might even be a Bible study, um, but God can deliver you from these things. And so when you're reading your scripture, you're looking for these things that come out where you're like, yes, I understand this. Also, while you're reading, a thing to do is to keep a journal next to you and write down any questions you have. Like I'll read sometimes these scripts, like this scripture that says, let us show the truth by our actions. I'll write down like, how am I showing love to my kids throughout the day? And I'll just like write down the question. I don't write down the answer. I'm writing down the question because I'm like, yeah, that's true. Am I doing that? How am I doing that? And I'll write it down. And I just kind of let like God, like deal with the answer. Like I kind of just hear the answer. Like I'll just a lot. I like write down questions so much, or if I don't understand something um, in the Bible, when I'm reading it, I'll, I'll write down what the question is. Like, why did God choose Daniel or why did God do this? Or who wrote the book of Psalms? Like things like that, because you need to know, like, who was this written to? Who wrote it? And when did they write it? Like, we need to know all the context of it. Like, 
Like, what is the whole thing? Because if someone is like, oh yeah, Taryn, oh my gosh, she was screaming in her house the other day. Oh my, I heard her through the window. She's screaming. And it's like, okay, why was she screaming? Who was she screaming at? And what happened that made her scream? Like, we need to know, you know, like more information. We can't just call the cops. Like, we need to know more. Like, what happened? And it's the same thing that you need to know what's happening in the Bible. So I was getting ready to post a reel, which I, I'm going to post today. And it shows that I go to the website called gotquestions.org. And you can type in any question that you have. Like, who wrote the book of Psalm? Um, who was the book of Psalm written to? Um, why was the book of Psalm written? What's the point of this? Like, you can ask anything. Like, who was King David? Uh, how do we know God is real? How do you receive the Holy Spirit? What does God say about after you die? What does God say about demons? What does God say about anxiety? Anything, you can type it in this website. And it's not just like a general Google. It's like backed by Christian beliefs that are biblical, that it's a safe place to go and to find answers. So question everything, like literally question everything that you do and read and you learn about God. He wants you to, because that's how we learn. If you're trying to learn at your job, you're asking tons of questions. Well, what does this do? And if someone does this, then what do I do? Okay. And then now what's next? And then how do I send this? Who do I send that to? You, the only way that you're going to learn is by asking questions. So God wants us to ask questions. So 30 minutes intimately mornings. Also in the morning, like, I don't know if you guys ever meditate. That's a new thing that I started doing. Um, I haven't done it in a while, but it, to me, it was very like, hmm, is that okay to do? Like, what is that? Like, what is meditate? Is this like a new age, like crystal healing? Like, like what is meditate? And so I actually went on to gotquestions.org and typed in what is meditating? Is meditating biblical? Um, so I could see for myself because I don't just ever just take what people tell me. Like, I want to see it for myself. Um, you can say like, what does God say about psychics? What does God say about horoscopes? You know, what does the Bible say about the stars aligning the universe? Like all of that, you can literally go crazy asking questions. And it's even good to do that with your kids. Like, Hey, what question do you have to God? Let's see what, let's see what God says. Let's see what this is in here. Like everyone, you can sit down and everyone can ask a question and you can research the answer together. Um, but when meditating is just stopping what you're doing, completely clearing your mind, slowing way down and being still for an amount of time where you're connecting with, with God, you're connecting with the Holy spirit inside of you. It is a lot easier for me to do this when I wake up in the morning and immediately do it. than when I'm stopping at five o'clock doing it. Or it's 8.30 and I just, and I'm, okay, okay, my kids are finally in bed. Like, okay, now I'm going to do this. No, I'm not. <laughs> like, even if I sat down and was like, okay, 10 minutes, like, okay, ready? I'm going to sit here for 10 minutes. Like, nobody come in here. Like, I'm going to talk to God and I'm just going to be quiet. And my mind is like, oh, what was that sound? Are the kids up? Are the kids out of the room? Oh my gosh, I bet they're out of their room. Oh yeah, what am I doing tomorrow? Oh yeah, tomorrow, it's Thursday. Okay, so I have to to get up. I'm going to think I'm going to go to the gym. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're supposed to be like, like, you're not doing anything. You're not talking. Like be quiet. You're sitting here and you're quiet. And then you're sitting there and you're like, I think after this, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to eat a snack. You're like, no, I need to be quiet. Like it is so hard to be quiet and still right after you ran, like think of running a marathon and then having to stand and like be completely still. No, you would be exhausted. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted. So don't give God your leftovers of your day, your leftover mind of, okay, here really quick, let me just give this to you. Obviously some is better than nothing, like we said, but in the morning is so important. And intimate means your kids aren't there. And this is hard for us to have little kids because I don't know about you, but my kids used to wake up at 8.30 when I woke up. And then when I started waking up at eight, my kids woke up at eight o'clock. And then I was like, mm, I'm gonna wake up at seven and I'm gonna be like, super quiet. I'm not even making coffee. I'm going to just wake up and stay in my bed and read my Bible. And then my kids start waking up at seven o'clock. I'm like, how do these people know I'm awake? Like, why are you awake at seven now? And so it has to be intimate. Now, of course we want our kids to see us praying. 
We want our kids to know like mommy is spending time with God. That's what we do in the morning. I'm spending time with God. You don't have to spend time with God right now, but I'm spending time with God because your kids will see you wake up and put God first. So for what, what I do is my youngest is three. And so if she wakes up while I'm still spending time with God, she knows because I say mommy's still spending time with God. I'm she, she knows like, I'm not making you food. I am not getting like, this is my time with God. If you want to be awake right now, you have two choices. You can lay down next to me and be quiet, or you can take my phone and you can go in the living room and you can watch your show and she'll go in there and she'll watch her show that she watches. And she knows like, that's what she does. And I will even set a timer sometimes. Like in the beginning, I would set a timer and say, when Alexa goes off, I will be done and I will come make you breakfast. So she knows, so she can hear the timer. And it, it literally took like, I mean, she was happy to have the phone. So if you can turn on the TV for 30, like 30 minutes, whatever, like, so that you can be alone because when our kids are there and we're trying to like really focus on God's word, it's just hard. I mean, we know that it's just hard to do that. You're like, I'm in kid mode right now. Like I can't hear like I should. So, um, also know that the, if you have kids right now, that's the season that God has you in. That's his mission for you. Like you are enough because you're a mom and you're being present and you're raising your kids. So you showing up in the morning to spend time with God is also teaching your kids how to know God and what to do. Imagine if you were raised in a home where every morning your mom woke up and she spent time with God. I, I'm pretty sure you would probably do that too. Or you would, you would at least know to do that. You would at least know like, I should, I really should be doing this. But if you didn't see someone do that, you have literally no idea that that's even a thing. Um, you just don't know. So the E stands for every day. Every day. You have to be equipped every day. You have to be on the lookout because the scripture says that the devil prowls around like a lion waiting for someone to devour. And the devil, I have it written on a post-it right here. The devil lets the sleeping dog lie. So when you start to show up and you're like, I'm going to do this thing. I'm getting out of the valley by spending time with God, 30 minutes intimately in the morning, every day, the devil now is going to see you as a threat. Like, oh, okay, absolutely not. Nope, 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 nope. Now you're getting on Taryn's wake up podcast. Okay, that now you got on two times. Now you're like listening to sermons during the day. Now you're waking up, spending time with God. We need to take her out. Come on, guys. Like we got to take her out. She has been doing that. There's no way she's not, she's not getting out because you're trying to escape. The devil is trying to keep everyone in their cages. And so if you're out there, not a threat, he doesn't really care if you're out there and you're not a threat. He's like, oh, she's not living for the Lord. She's not preaching. She's not trying to teach her kids the right way. She's not doing, she's distracted. She's over there in that business. And okay, this is great. Like, we're just going to let her, let her be. So when you show up every single day, you need to put your armor on because the devil is going to be trying to mess it with you. But no, and the reason why I have a highlight on my Instagram that says promises and another one that says defeated darkness and all they are are scriptures. Every single, every single one in the highlight is a different scripture and it's all the promises God has for us and what he has made for us and all the things about him defeating darkness already. So know that because you are a child of God, because you are waking up every morning to spend 30 minutes with God to be equipped and to hear your orders for the day, like I'm reporting for duty. What do I need to do? What do I like? What do I need to do here? You tell me what to do. And then I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you for things that I need. Like, okay. Things that were things that we are not good at in the spirit things that were not good in the flesh. So for me, I get irritated with people really easily. I just like my flesh doesn't really like people that much. Like it never has. And I really tried to like force it for a long time, but I naturally get like annoyed in traffic. 
And if someone's taking too long in the grocery store, my flesh gets a little bit agitated. Um, I don't have a lot of patience for my kids sometimes where I just will, you know, I just don't have a lot of patience. Um, I, um, I judge people. I'll be like talking to my mom or to my husband and we'll be like talking about something and I'm totally like judging the situation. And then I realize like, oh gosh, like, no, I feel so bad that I just said that. Like, Lord, forgive me. No, like my flesh wants to do these things. So I have to pray in the morning, God, help me to see people through the eyes of you. Help me to be the person you want me to be. Help me to be patient. Help me to not get distracted on Instagram. Help me to just stay really grateful today. If you wake up and you're in a bad mood and you feel like you're depressed and miserable, Lord, help me to feel better today. Bring me things that give me joy. Help me to get out of this isolation phase that I'm in and make me want to leave the house. Make me want to take a shower. Make me want to call a friend. Make me want to go to work out. Make me want to eat healthier. Like you can ask God for those things. God wants what's best for us. He doesn't want to just say, no, stop it, stop it, stop it. He wants us to flourish. And he says that he, what he has in store for us the way that he created us to be and what he created us to do is the most freeing, amazing thing. We cannot even wrap our heads around how amazing it is of the life that we could be living with God versus us trying to handle it on our own. And then you wonder why you're unfulfilled and why you're miserable and why you're not successful because you're not linking with the creator of your life to know even why you're here in the first place. You might have some of the skills, like you're like, okay, I know that it's something like this, but like, what am I supposed to be doing? What, like, like, I just can't figure it out. The only thing that's going to help you find clarity and make you feel better is time with God. So I don't like forget everything else and just literally think time. I need to start spending time with God. And if you do that, it's guaranteed to work guaranteed. This isn't like this might work if you do. No, this absolutely will work. You will experience God. You will hear him tell you things. That's why I started journaling in the first place is because I needed a place to write down my questions for God. Also to write down breadcrumbs that I see him laying where I'm like, oh, I randomly saw like so many people tell me this. Like I randomly saw your account on Instagram I have like no idea how I found you. Then I started seeing, it was like, you were speaking to me and I started getting on your, your wake up podcast. And then you, you said this and it led to this book. And then I read it. And then I knew this because of it. It's like, that's God. When you're like, this is crazy. Like, how is this even working right now? Or like you get offered this job or you have this great idea, like write those things down. So you can see how God's working in your life. You can see what he's teaching you. And then I do that too. I will write down like things I'm learning lately. Like, I can't really pinpoint like what scripture I read that made me like have this aha moment, or I can't really like pinpoint the exact day and time or the prayer I was saying, but all of a sudden I know that all of a sudden I realize that I'm controlling, I'm a perfectionist and I have too much pride. Like those are three things that I'm really working on in my flesh. And God showed those to me over the last couple of weeks. So I wrote that down. Like, this is what I'm learning right now, because I want to be able to look back and remember like oh yeah, I remember like before I even knew that I struggled with pride. Like how funny, like this is right when I learned it. And now I like don't struggle with it at all because I've already overcame it with God. So the journals is just really like mental notes for yourself, like things you don't want to forget because you will forget them. You absolutely will forget them. Your brain will totally forget them. Especially if God says something to you, like tells you to go to a church or to call a person or this business idea or Oh my gosh, I'm going to start my own podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm going to write a book. Oh, I'm going to start this blog. Oh, I'm going to start this brand. Oh, I'm going to go start this ministry at my church or this thing that you have this word, write it down and write down the date because I promise you're going to want to look back at it and be like, how cool that on March 9th, 2022 was the day that God first told me to start my own podcast. Like that's, that's so crazy. And then on the day that you start it, imagine how cool it'll be to like take a picture of your journal note and be like, I remember this was two years ago and like, look at me now. So you can see where God has had his hand in your life so that you don't ever forget because the success that you get, the freedom you get, the happiness you get, the abundance that you start to feel, all of that comes from God. 
Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. Please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much in Jesus's holy name. Amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.